Welcome to The Room, where we talk about the hard parts of leadership that every great leader goes through, but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community, and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about, but we really need to. So come on in, close the door, join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. Last week I shared how important it is to be a leader that trusts your people, the impact of that, what you actually can inspire in the people that work with you. You see, I had an amazing leader and was I first came into my career. He took the time to guide and mentor me. He took the time to see my talent. He took the time to cultivate and focus that talent. He also gave me opportunities to take risks. He gave me opportunities to fail, but fail with guidance. He gave me opportunities to create an environment where I could really flourish and thrive. He also was one of the first and frankly, the only leader that I've ever had in my career who I felt really had a high sense of trust, cultivated a high sense of trust between myself and him and between he and other people in our our office. So you can rightfully understand that I was pretty naive at that time in my career and I figured that, you know, all bosses were like him. And so when he was promoted and transferred out of our office and went on to continue his career in other places, I got a new boss, a new leader. And so I was understandably very excited about this particular leader and uh, really looked forward to continuing to grow and thrive. I'd been given a lot of responsibility that was outside my actual, uh, my actual role. I'd been given a lot of authority outside of my actual title. And I was really thriving, really being a great contributor to the overall mission. And you may be listening now and thinking about the people that are in your, you know, maybe that you have direct relationships with, that you, they're your direct reports, or people that, um, you know, you've had in the past. And I want you to think about the people that really excelled under your leadership. And I also want you to think about the people who did not excel, did not flourish under your leadership. And I want you to really understand and think about what happened, what what was going on that had some people flourishing under your leadership and some that didn't. As this new leader came into our office, I remember her posture. She was very, I don't know, I don't want to say demeaning, but she was very direct with her communication, which is fine, but it bordered on being demeaning. And it went directly to my rank in this particular situation because I was in the military. And what she began to do over time, now mind you, I've had lots of latitude under my previous boss to do a lot, to contribute a lot, to to grow and to uh, feel very valued, a very valued part of the team, a very valued part of our mission in the office. And when my new leader came on board, it was almost as if she took a, uh, uh, this is how this person should be, 
this is how, this is the box this person should be fitting into, and that person was me. And she began to stuff me into that box. Now, we were in an environment where, uh, you know, there was a high degree of professionalism, a high degree of uh, collegiality. And she came in and brought with her a tone and almost a culture, really, of belittling, of demeaning, of demanding without uh, any rapport or relationship. So I share this again because often when new leaders come into a team, an existing team, there's sometimes people will come in and not take the time to figure out how does this team work? What are the things that are going well in this team? What are the things that that are not going well? And what are the solutions that people have already tried? And the way that one discovers that is first by observation, but secondly, by asking and understanding where do I have resources and assets that can help me get things done? And where do I have areas where we might need to do more growth and grooming? And so she came in and she began to remove me from the responsibilities I had. Now, there was no basis for it. There was no purpose for it. I was her only direct report, but she began to remove me from the things that I had learned to do and had been very helpful and instrumental in our office. And it was almost systematic because what she ended up saying to me one time was that that's not your title, your rank shouldn't be doing that work. But in essence, my rank didn't have anything to do with the level of competency and contribution that I could make. And so I became angry. I became frustrated. And our communication became more and more caustic. And even though it was my responsibility to button my lip and do what I was told to do, I started to push back. There's many leaders, you may be experiencing this now, that someone is becoming a dissenter on your team and not a dissenter in the way of helping to make things better, but someone who becomes very antagonistic with you. And I became very antagonistic and frustrated because I was angry that the roles and the contributions and the responsibilities that I had were being systematically stripped away from me. Because for whatever reason, this particular leader did not trust that I could do or carry out the things that I'd been doing and carrying out for two years prior to her arrival. So this went on. Um, Six months went by, and all we did was butt heads. And what she created, the culture that she created in our office, was one in which I had less and less responsibility I had less and less impact and input on the work that we were doing. And I was, I was confined more and more and more to very basic responsibilities. And that was frustrating. It made me angry. It made me sad. It made me feel devalued. So this happens <laughs> more often than not in a work environment. And leaders are often sometimes knowingly and sometimes unknowingly stripping away important things that have made employees or team members feel very valued 
feel like great contributing members to a team. And for whatever reason, sometimes it's, it can be things like gender. We don't believe that that person who is of one gender or the other uh, or non-binary can do that particular task. And so we strip it away from them, sometimes without any real evidence that says that they can't do it. Sometimes we look at people based on their titles. You know, if you have, you know, a junior something title and a leader may say, well, that person can only do what's at that title without taking into consideration that maybe that person wants to grow more or maybe that that's the only title that was available for this team or this environment. And so it keeps that person's talent from really being fully available to that leader. And maybe it's that it's other things. It's racial. It can be lots of different dynamics because as leaders, we all have bias. Every single leader has bias. There is no one immune from bias, conscious or unconscious bias. In my particular situation, it became the, the relationship between my boss and I became more and more antagonistic. There were shouting matches <laughs> in the office. And I say that today thinking I can't even, I, I, it is so difficult for me to even imagine that I had gotten, had gone from being someone who was excited about being at work, excited about my role in service to disliking coming to work, uh, doing everything I could to not have to be at work. And when I was at work, it was only conflict with this person. The person, this leader had not taken the opportunity to understand our environment. She had not taken the opportunity to understand the contributions that her direct report was making prior to her arrival, nor was she making any effort to point a new path. So again, when leaders take over a new team or a new office, it's also incumbent as part of the culture and the vision uh, is to, to set a new path and to communicate that path frequently so that people know where are we going? What's the purpose? Why am I here now under your leadership? But she had made no effort to do that. Her only effort was to restrict and constrict what, what the contributions, what contributions I could make. So the impact of it ultimately was it, it got to a point where I made a decision to no longer be part of this organization. It was a contributing, her leadership, her leadership was the contributing factor, one of the biggest contributing factors to me deciding to no longer continue in, in my role. It's no small statement to say leadership matters. Leadership impacts people, and leaders must take the opportunity to really examine why they are doing certain things, particularly when it comes to the other human beings that leaders have the privilege to lead. Why am I taking certain actions? Why do I not trust one of my employees? Because today, 24 months plus into this pandemic, we've talked and heard about the Great Resignation, where millions of people are basically telling their leaders, I don't wanna work with you anymore. They're telling their companies, I don't wanna be here anymore. They're telling their colleagues, this isn't for me. And the impact of that really, I believe, functions in two places. First, 
the culture. When you're thinking about the company culture that you have, if you're a CEO or in the C-level or you're VP, EVP, if the culture in your company or organization is toxic in any way, if there's a lack of trust, a lack of communication, a lack of uh, accountability, a lack of transparency, any of those areas are the death knell to keeping great employees, much like my story. So culture is very, very, very critical. And look, you can have a culture that you're intentionally creating or you're unintentionally creating it by ignoring people, leaders, for example, who should not be in a leadership role. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is really what is that relationship between leaders and their teams? Is it a high trust relationship? We work with a lot of clients that the trust, trust doesn't take that much to break down. And it usually centers around a lack of transparency, a lack of communication, a lack of accountability, a lack of fair play, fair treatment of, of people in the, on the team. When the culture is, the culture is wacky and not, not supportive of people's growth development and feeling positive, or if and or if leaders are not helping their people thrive, those two contribute, those two pieces contribute and have contributed to the what we call the great resignation. So I just share in my story, I was an A performer. I was an A team player. But one, one leader completely obliterated my desire and my willingness to continue to contribute in this particular organization. And the loss, I believe, was substantial. Anytime we invest in, in developing people, we're developing and training them, we're developing and uh, helping them and understand the culture, if we've developed them to be in any leadership role, and we fall down as leaders to continue to really help them thrive, we lose great people. When we lose great people, we lose corporate knowledge. That is the knowledge that they've developed to get things done. We may lose customer base, depending on what kind of business you have. Or you can also lose other team members, right? If you have a team member that is really someone who is thriving, who decides to leave the company and they share why they left the company, other people leave as well. So I just share this with you. Take a moment in your leadership role. Check it out. Where are you missing the opportunity to really help your people thrive? Whether it's one person or it's four people, check in. Get clear on how you can help them thrive, what you can do to really build great trusting relationships with them. It really, really matters. And at the end of the day, leadership always, always matters. Hey, it's Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of The Room, a safe place where leaders come together to talk about the things that we don't often share out loud. If you enjoyed your time in The Room, please like or subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. And if you want to learn more about our important work with leaders, head over to the website leaderstransform.com and continue to be connected to our community. Thank you again for listening and make sure you invite someone the next week episode of The Room.